and welcome back to episode five of the Feeling Naughty Podcast. Halfway to ten, baby. Welcome if this is your first lesson in early 2000s pop culture history. Welcome back if it is not. I am your host, Lavender Bai, and today we are talking about a story. Let me tell you a story that I had forgotten about for a very long time there, and honestly, I hate myself for it because somebody brought it up to me the other day and I was like, you know what? This is a great story. We are talking about Nicole Richie's absolutely wild 2007 Memorial Day party that saw the OC star Misha Barton hospitalised for apparently going too hard on shrooms, which is a power move if I ever heard one. Given the nature of this episode, I just want to add a quick disclosure that one, overdosing on drugs is a very serious thing and not something that we should poke fun at. Thankfully, Misha Barton has now calmed down and seems to be living a pretty normal and healthy life, so all is well. And two, I'm not alleging that Misha Barton overdosed on drugs. She denies it to this day and still asserts that she was hospitalized due to her bronchitis medication mixing badly with alcohol. Everything we're discussing in this episode comes from the tabloids and anonymous sources, so take it all with a giant grain of salt and Misha Barton. Please don't sue me. So let's just paint a picture of exactly what was happening in Misha's life at the time because that sort of plays into why she went really hard on shrooms that day. So in 2006, Marissa Cooper was infamously killed off the OC. That in itself could almost be a whole episode because the whole situation was a bit of a he shit here. He said, she said moment in regards to who actually pulled the plug. Showrunner Josh Schwartz at the time said that it was, quote, 100% a creative decision for the show, but many a rumor swelled around that Misha was axed due to her wild offset behavior. Years later, he claimed that it was, quote, a complicated decision. So basically, that's Hollywood code for she was killed off because she was partying too hard. Got Misha's side of the story, who claims that she was the one to, to leave the show in what I can only assume must have been a you can't fire me, I quit move, where they were like, stop doing drugs all the time, stop drinking, and she was like, fuck you, I'm out. Um, but basically, she said, quote, I just had a lot in my career that I wanted to do and accomplish. I felt like things were really heavily reliant upon me, and I was getting no time to do the other offers that were out there. Which is also a fair call because she was doing a lot of, like, I don't know, fucking advertising campaigns for brands. I can't think of anything, but she was the face of everything in the mid-2000s. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter because the show was axed a year later on January 3rd, 2007. And that's where this story begins. So, before we get started, go ahead, grab yourself a drink, chuck this podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Put on your comfiest pants and get ready for a story. This is a story, let me tell you. Honestly, I do feel really bad for Misha because in 2007, it just wasn't a good time for her. By February of 2007, her and her boyfriend Cisco Older break up after a year and a half of dating and she's just not having a good time. Like she's lost the OC and then everything comes out to say that like the show's cancelled so it opens up that can of worms again. She goes through a breakup, she's just not thriving. And this is what I consider to be the start of the story. Now, this is just me piecing things together, but as we know all too well, the first few months in a breakup are usually a rocky time, so I think the following actions were mostly just a poor coping mechanism. She was 21, she was a former child star, and I don't think this is a reflection of who she is as a person. 
I believe that she can grow and I just think that like although the situation is going to get very messy I think we just need to take it all with the fact that she was a 21 year old in the early 2000s. So we kick things off in February which is just a shit month for Misha Barton. She got into a car crash with her bestie oh sorry in her bestie Nicole Richie's car and in a totally unrelated incident, was caught smoking weed in someone else's car, which I think was her own. At this point, it's no secret that Misha Barton is not very good at driving and loves to smoke weed. I mean, don't we all? Um, In 2021, weed is legal in a number of American states, and most people, unless you're a total narc, are pretty cool with it. But this is 2007, and this was a huge red flag on her reputation. In hindsight, this is really shit because, I mean, if you weren't smoking weed at 21, good for you, but most of us at least dabbled in the devil's lettuce a little bit, and I don't condone anyone for driving under the influence of anything, but a lot of this story is just about shaming Misha Barton for liking to smoke a bit of weed. I just want to add a super quick note that weed isn't that bad, and we really just need to stop ruining people's lives over it, especially people of colour who are statistically way more likely to be imprisoned or face, like, actual harsh penalties for weed-related crimes than white people. So I'm just going to chuck some links in the episode description if you want to learn more about or donate to organisations that are fighting against this, because I don't think it's fair to talk about weed in a fun, ha-ha way without addressing the fact that it still has a lot of, frankly, racist problems associated with it. But with that being said, we're going to get back into the story. So a few months later, Misha goes to France for the iconic Cannes Film Festival, Cannes, Cannes, uh, Film Festival for her film A Mighty Heart. The festival runs from May 16 to May 27, and although I'm not fancy enough to attend these sorts of events, you can basically just assume that it's a whole week of Hollywood's elite getting shit-faced drunk. Uh, No shame, but by the end of this trip, you would be absolutely rooted. Like, you think about going to schoolies or something like that where you're drinking for a couple of days straight. I hate that schoolies is the first thing that came to my mind. But you're overseas with friends. You're drinking for a couple of days straight. You're going to come back and just be, like, fucked exhausted, even if you're not taking drugs. So just keep that in mind moving forward, that she would have been so tired. Uh, While overseas, Misha was photographed on Roberto Cavalli's superyacht alongside big names like Sharon Stone, and in addition to getting drunk on the yacht, she was spotted smoking, and I quote, an odd-shaped cigarette that is absolutely a joint. But you know what? More power to her. I mean, smoking a joint and drinking wine on a superyacht in France sounds like a dream. Like, if that's where I could be right now, that is where I would be. But as a 21-year-old celebrity in 2007... These pictures got plastered in every tabloid magazine immediately, yet again marking another strike on her reputation, which sucks again. Just like wasn't a great thing for her reputation. But after about a week of partying in France, Misha flies back to the US where she has reportedly now come down with a case of bronchitis, which again, I need to point out that after a week of drinking, your immune system is probably not working as well as it should. And... I'm not surprised that she would have been sick. Uh, And if you've ever had bronchitis, you know how much it truly just fucks you up. 
Like, it is a bad time, and personally, I would be in bed binge-watching Netflix if I came down with bronchitis, but Misha Barton, nope, she had places to be and people to see, baby. And now we get to that fateful day. May 27th, 2007, t'was the night before Memorial Day, and the Simple Life icon Nicole Ritchie was throwing the party to end all parties. I just need to, like, put a little side note here. This is 2007. So this is, like, peak Nicole Ritchie, end of the simple life fame. Like, Nicole Ritchie's party was the place to be. But before we get into the events of that fateful day, we just need to take a moment to appreciate the invitation. You might want to sit down for this because it's quite a long quote, but let me just read to you what it would be like if you happened to have been invited to this party. This is... The exact invitation as quoted, somebody, it was an email, I think, somebody got a copy of it. But it says, quote, My fellow Americans, it is that time of year to celebrate our country by drinking massive amounts of beer. Let's stand together as one, live the American dream, take shots, pass out and wake up with our pants ripped open at the seam. Let's glorify this day in your sluttiest tops and your tightest pair of jeans, even though we have no fucking clue what Memorial Day really means. There will be a scale at the front door, no girls over 100 pounds allowed in, start saving, start starving yourself now, see you all then. Mic drop. It's worth noting that the 100 pounds comment was very clearly a dig at the tabloids who had been constantly calling her dangerously skinny and anorexic and making fun of her and her weight. But at the time, nobody thought it was all that funny. So she talked to Ryan Seacrest years later, clarifying that it was all just a joke that was meant to be circulated around her close friends and not something that should ever have made tabloid headlines. Quote, It's a private email. I'm sending it to my friends as a joke. I didn't mean to make it public, and I have every right to say what I want to my friends. It's not that deep. I wanted to write something that rhymes. I don't even know what to say about it. I'm not a serious person at all, and nobody thinks that I am. So basically, she was like, fuck you, I can say what I want. It was a joke. So, back to the party. The party was at Nicole friend Masha Gordon's house in Beverly Hills. Masha, not Misha, different person. Just to clarify, because I had that wrong halfway through researching this, I realized that I'd fucked it up. So, the party kicks off at around 2pm and was the place to be on Memorial Day 2007. Misha, bless her cotton socks, gets on the piss and presumably other substances. I'm not alleging anything, please don't come for me, these are all just what has been said. So things get bad towards the late afternoon with Misha apparently spending half an hour in the bathroom before coming out and convulsing on the ground. Quote, she was rolling around on the ground and then suddenly she began began screaming that she was dying. Quote, an anonymous person at the party. At this point, we need to address the elephant in the room that this is eerily similar to season one Marissa Cooper in the OC. Yes, this reference was made in just about every tabloid at the time. The joke got old very quickly. So, the news broke to Perez Hilton shortly after nightfall, with the gossip blogger publishing a story alleging that she, quote, did so many mushrooms in addition to a lot of cocaine that she thought she was dying. Which, honestly, having that headline run about you in 2007 would have been a horrible time. But a couple of hours later, TMZ confirmed that she was in hospital, but shared the publicist's side of events that she just had a reaction to her antibiotics. 
But then Perez chimes back in and says that a source told him that it was more than alcohol and antibiotics, adding that nobody has ever been hospitalized for this. But this is where I have to interject because saying that nobody has ever been hospitalized for being on antibiotics and mixing with alcohol is just like so wrong. So when I was a teenager, I remember going to school with a girl that thought it would be really fine to get drunk at a party while on antibiotics. And although she didn't end up in hospital, she had a fucking bad time. This is like basic science. Everybody knows not to mix antibiotics and alcohol. Sometimes it like makes you way more drunk, but sometimes it literally sends you to hospital. I don't know if this was a thing in 2007, but it definitely is now. So that's a point in Misha Barton's column that maybe she wasn't lying here. But meanwhile, fucking Nicole Ritchie has missed the entire thing because she was out buying party supplies at her local Ralph's. I simply just cannot handle this. Her party has gone down in history as like one of the most crazy Hollywood parties ever and she wasn't even there. However, Nicole told Ryan Seacrest that she's, quote, she's good, she just mixed antibiotics and alcohol and got sick. So that was her defending Misha. We don't know a hell of a lot about exactly what went down at the party that day, probably because everyone was coked out of their brains and, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they had to sign an NDA not to talk to the tabloids about party-related stuff. However, we do have a secret inside source with a story to tell. Drumroll, please. It's Sophie Monk, Australian icon, Woman who was once on The Bachelorette, Bardo fame, Sophie fucking Monk. Before I, t- before I tell this story, I must clarify that Sophie never actually named names here. For all we know, this could be a totally different story, totally different people, different party. But let me know what you think because I fully believe that this is the Misha Barton story. And I'm not the only person that thinks it. So, in an interview with Merrick Watts, which is just... A weird way to start this story. Uh, Sophie recounted a story from an unnamed celebrity party. Quote, I was walking through this party and they said, meet this celebrity. All of a sudden, I was like, she's had too much and she starts convulsing like crazy. But the story doesn't stop there. So then Sophie goes on to explain how she basically saved the day. After all, Sophie Monk is a superhero because all of this unnamed starlet's friends bailed on her. Quote, all her best friends and everybody left the party. I mean, everyone, within five minutes, left the party thinking that they were going to get in trouble. They stripped her off naked, ran a shower, and left her in the bathroom naked, and everyone left. I said, I'm not leaving. I found the dressing gown in a closet, covered her, and called an ambulance. Called an... Uh, uh, sorry. Um, called... Uh, whew, we're going to start this quote again because I just fucked that. I just want to note that I have fucked up this quote so many times that I've actually just deleted a chunk of audio of me continually fucking up this quote, but we're going to try it again. I found a dressing gown in a closet, covered her, called the ambulance, and there was foam coming from her mouth. They had to strap her down. She would have died easy. So like I said, we don't actually have any proof that Sophie's story is about Misha Barton. It could be about anyone does line up with Sophie Monk's rise to fame. She was very big in the early 2000s. Oh, something just fell off my chair. Um, Yeah, she was very big in the early 2000s. So by 2006, she had sort of like 
was making a name for herself outside of Bardo, it's not a huge stretch to assume that she would have been invited to Nicole Richie's party. Honestly, if Sophie's story is true and is about this party in particular, that's actually like really fucked up that all of Misha Button's friends just bailed on her. But thankfully, Australian icon Sophie Monk was there to save the day. Thankfully, she recovered and was out of hospital shortly thereafter. But for the rest of 2007, the media painted her as a huge party animal. And this is where I'm inclined to believe that half of this was just the tabloids acting like smoking weed was the same as doing meth, which it is not. Um, but also, it's worth noting that Misha had, like, did have a pretty serious party phase. But hey, she was 21. It's not that shocking to think that she had a couple of wild years. So in December of 2007, she sat down with The Independent to discuss her image, claiming that the media paints her as this party animal, but saying she doesn't really care because it's not who she really is. And drumroll please, she was arrested 10 days later. 10 days after the interview was published, Misha was arrested on suspicion of a DUI, possession of illegal substances, and driving without a license. She spent seven hours in jail and was released on a $10,000 bail, but you just have to admire the irony of being like, I'm not this party girl, the media just paints me like that, and then getting arrested 10 days later. Um, so a month after this, she told Ryan Seacrest that she was disappointed in herself for the stupid decision. Quote, I'm really disappointed in myself. I don't know what to say about it except that I'm not perfect and I just don't ever intend to do something this stupid again. Ultimately, she was charged with possession of marijuana, driving under the influence, and driving with a, without a license in February of 2008. Um, but much like most of the early 2000s starlets who stumbled down a messy path in their 20s, Misha seems to be living a pretty happy and healthy life. Like most recently, she gave us our IRL Marissa Cooper alternate ending by appearing as a main cast member on the Hills reboot, The Hills New Beginnings which honestly, if you haven't binge-watched, stop what you're doing and do it immediately. It is incredible. It's literally like The Hills with Misha Barton. Iconic, power move, love it, love her. As for her, like, proper acting, she's not really doing a hell of a lot. She had a big couple of years, like, in the start of the 2010s, but now just doesn't seem to be doing a hell of a lot acting-wise and probably just because she doesn't have to. Like, if I was living off the hills and the OC money, I would just be, like, sitting at home staring at a wall. Like, do not make me work. Just let me sit here and think about how hot and rich I am, please. That is the dream. So, basically, that's the story of Misha Barton passing the fuck out on maybe too much shrooms, maybe too much cocaine, maybe no drugs and just a little bit of alcohol mixed with antibiotics, we don't know, but that's the story of how all of her friends left her to nearly die. And Sophie Monk, sweet angel Sophie Monk, saved the day. If you have made it this far, you now are legally required to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I don't make the rules, I just enforce them. It's the law, please do it, and please don't give us anything less than five, because I'm very fragile and slightly still second day hungover at this point, and I'll cry. And that's not what we want. So please just give it five stars. Also, make sure to join the Facebook group because I have a whole bunch of, like, I have a screenshot of the invitation. 
I have photos from the party. I have all sorts of fun stuff that I will put in there. And then we can just talk about it, you know? We can just bond over our love of the OC. So, that's it. See you next week for an episode that probably has way more in-depth analysis than this one. Because I'm not going to lie, I'm in the process of moving house. I'm a little bit hungover for a second day in a row. Was meant to record this yesterday. Physically couldn't get out of bed. So we're just having a bit of an off week. But everyone has off weeks. Take it from Misha Barton. It gets better. Maybe one day I'll be smoking weed on a yacht somewhere. But until then, I will be here every Tuesday discussing more iconic stories from the early 2000s. And you should join me. Bye! Thank you.